0: Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon.
1: We're, uh, we're about halfway through our series called The God Questions. And we've really been uh, trying to address some questions that a lot of people today, especially in our country, are struggling with. Questions about God. We looked at the first week, really the question is, is God real? The second week, which almost is like a progression from that, is the Bible true? And now we're going to get into another question, which, to be very honest with you, really flows out of the first two questions. If God is real and if the Bible is true... Especially in light of America's, because remember last week I shared with you that a significant portion of Americans believe that the Bible is no different than any other religious text from any other group. And so, if we're saying that the Bible is true, well, what does that mean as far as the other faiths? And so the question we're going to wrestle with today is, is do all faiths lead to heaven? Do all faiths? Do Does the person who believes in Islam, the Muslim, is his faith going to lead him to heaven? Is the person who's a Buddhist, is he? Is faith going to lead him to heaven? Is the person who believes in Baha'i or any of the other Shinto or any of the other philosophies or religions or belief systems, is that going to lead them to heaven? And this is a significant question to ask and a significant question to answer and wrestle with. Let me just stop for a moment. I've got to back up again to help you to understand because you might be here and you're saying, well, man... All they got to do is just believe. And this stuff about wrestling with questions, George, I don't know that I really agree with that. I mean, we just need to believe. Well, let me just say this. Questioning is normal. Asking questions is not wrong. Now, you might be a parent here like I am, a parent of a teenager, and you get tired of the questions. Why? But that doesn't mean the questions are wrong. And God doesn't look at us like we're a bunch of teenagers asking the question, why? He wants to answer our questions. Because you understand, when we wrestle with the questions, our faith is developed. We begin to understand more about Him. And really that's the whole purpose of our series, is to wrestle with these questions and to help people to understand and to help you to understand. And in fact, this week especially, there was a poll that came out from the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life. It's a a major group that released a poll. They released it on the 18th. And in it, it says some interesting things. So let's go ahead and just talk about it. We're going to look at the current view of what the view is concerning this question, as far as what most Americans feel concerning this question, concerning whether or not all faiths lead to heaven. And then we're going to look at what the diversity is. I mean, when you talk about that, you realize that there are so many different beliefs What what do those beliefs believe? And then we're going to look at the claims of Jesus Christ. So let's first of all, let's look at the current view. Here's the interesting thing. Most believe that all religions lead to eternal life. Most Americans believe that any one of those religions will get you to heaven. It's just a question of which one you want to follow and which one you want to believe. It'll get you there. In fact, here's what the Pew Forum said. 65% of Americans who claim any religious affiliation whatsoever take a non-exclusive view of salvation, saying that many religions lead to eternal life. Now, that's 65% of all people who go to a synagogue, to a church, to a mosque, who believe something of some sort, a religious view of some sort in America. That's a significant portion of Americans, isn't it? Believe 65% of them say that there's just not one way. There's many ways to get to heaven. Now, here's the interesting thing. Only one quarter, that's less than 25% of those who hold to some kind of religious view, say that their true faith is the only way to go to heaven. Only 25%. Now, here's the sad thing. For those of us who call ourselves Christians, more than half, 52%, say... That there are some non-Christian faiths that'll get you to heaven. So this is a common view that is right here in our heart of our country. You hear it on the radio, you see it on TV, you read it in publications, you, you you talk about it around the water cooler at work. And the reality is, is that most people believe today that one way or another you're going to get there. One way or another, that's the current view. Now, here's the second thing I want you to see. It is a view based on ignorance. You may not like me saying that, but I'm just going to tell you that right off the bat. Even though 60-some percent of Americans hold this view, it's a nice view to have because it kind of fits with, in the age, the postmodern age in which we live in, the age of tolerance where we want to tolerate everybody and everybody's okay. You have your truth, I have my truth. If our truths don't agree, that's fine. We'll just tolerate each other. And that's the view that we have in America today. But I'm going to be honest with you. When you say that all faiths lead to heaven, you're actually expressing, can I be honest with you, your ignorance. Because the reality is, is most Americans when they make that statement, here, you say, how, do, why can you, how can you say that, George? How can you say they're being ignorant? Because here's the reality. You haven't looked at their face to see exactly what they believe. You haven't looked to see exactly what they're saying. In fact, when you look at what they're saying, so for instance, like this week, I had a spreadsheet on my computer, that listed 50 different religions. And they broke broken down into categories. What they believe about God, what they believe about man, what they believe about the afterlife, what they believe as far as their practices. And it was all there. And the, you know what the one common thing that was there, that I saw as I looked at all of that? They're not agreeing with each other. They're not all saying the same thing. Some say Nothing. So, here's what I'm trying to say to you. When we make those kind of statements that all faiths lead to heaven, that's just a nice thing to say because you don't really want to talk about it. The fact of the matter is is they don't. Because if you look at what they believe, even the definition of heaven is different. Do you understand what I mean by that? Even the de- In fact, let's look and see what they say. First of all, let's look at the diversity of world religions. We're going to look at several different statements here to help you to understand, and I'll try to identify some groups with you and to give you an understanding of what's happening here. First of all, some believe there is nothing beyond the grave. Some believe that there is nothing beyond the grave. That when you die, that's it. There is nothing there. The first group that believes that is are the atheists. Everybody know? They're pretty prominent these days. You hear a lot about them. Agnostics are another group. Secularists. That is, they're just humanists. They you don't believe anything. They're Just when you die, that's it. You're done. Another group that it falls into the same category that there's nothing beyond the grave are those who hold to the teachings of Confucius. You know who Confucius was? He was that Chinese philosopher of long ago. He talked about, and a lot of his beliefs had to do with how you were to live your life now, but then when it came to the afterlife or what happens after death, he didn't even address it because it didn't even matter to him. Those who hold to Taoism, which is another Chinese religion, believe that when you die, you just simply cease to exist. You enter into a state of non-being. So it's like, you're not even there. So really what they're saying is, is basically that they believe that there's nothing beyond the grave. So for these folks, heaven's not even an issue. There is nothing about the afterlife. So here's the next group. The next group is this. Some believe in reincarnation. And basically when we talk about reincarnation, we're talking about that basically you enter into a cycle of birth, life, death, rebirth. Birth, life, death, rebirth. Until finally, how many ever years it takes, you finally enter into enlightenment. That is, you become one. You find nirvana. And, and here's the thing, those, those are held by the Buddhists and the Hindus and the Jains the Jainism, and all of them, they and here's the interesting thing, you say, well, Hindus and Buddhists and Jains, if they all believe that, they must believe the same thing about reincarnation. No, they don't. They even different there. In fact, the Hindu believes, and listen, this is what I'm trying to say to you, the Hindu believes that you get reborn in one of the higher castes within India, where you become an animal. That's why they don't kill ants. And your karma, listen to me, your karma... Has to do with how you live your life here, and if you're not doing well, you got bad karma. You better be careful; you might come back as something bad. And so they believe in reincarnation. Here's another one: some believe that you can become a god. Some believe that you, when you die, can become a god. Shinto, which is another, it's basically basically right in the heart of Japan. It's a religion that comes out of Japan. They believe that when you die, you will either die and cease to exist, or you can become what they call a kami, or a god. Something that is worshipped later on. So some believe that you can become a god. Here's the other thing. Some believe in a destiny based on works. Some believe in a destiny based on works. One of the biggest groups are actually the second largest religion in the world is Islam. And they believe that your destiny is based on your works. The first aspect of works with them is that you become a Muslim. Because Islam means submit. You submit to Muhammad. You submit to his teachings. You submit to Islam. And then if you do the five pillars of their faith, you are guaranteed a place in heaven. The Sikhs are another group. Sikhs, they're based out of India. They are the ones who wear the turbans. They carry a sword. They also believe that their destiny is based on their works. Zoroastrianism, which comes out of Persia, which is an ancient religion out of Persia. It's a dying religion. There's only 200,000 people who believe this. Believe that their destiny is based on their works. Here's another one. The final one is this. Some groups believe that eternal life is a state of being. A major group that believes this are those who hold to the Baha'i faith. And to them, heaven and hell is just a state of being. There's no literal nature to it. Now, I've just given you a brief overview of what some of these groups are. We've given you five different things. Some believe there is, some that don't. Some believe this, some that believe that. Can you, you notice something there? When we talk about the afterlife, when we talk about life after this world, are they in agreement with each other? So then, can I explain something to me? How can we as Americans say that they're all leading to the same thing? In fact, let me just make this statement to you. There is one common thing between the religions. There is one area in which all of the rich religions have somewhat similar teachings. Do you want to know what it is? Morality. But then, of course, that would make sense. Because if you think back to what we talked about in the first week as far as the existence of God, we saw that God placed within the hearts of men and women throughout the world a conscience and in the ability to discern between right and wrong. So it would only makes sense that out of that conscience and out of that ability to make of what's right and what's wrong, that all of the religions would have one thing in common. They would not know how to distinguish between what's right and what's wrong. But my friends, they're not in agreement as far as what heaven is or how to get there. That's reality. So here's what Jesus says. I want you to notice with me Matthew. Here's where we're going to spend the rest of our time. Matthew chapter 7, we're just going to look at two verses here. Jesus, speaking on the Sermon on the Mount, says this, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, And difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Here's what Jesus is saying. The first thing I want you to see here is what he's saying here is this. Eternal life is not found by following the crowd. Eternal life is not found by following the crowd. Broad is the way that he says that leads to destruction. Broad is the way that is, there, when you hear people say, especially today in our country, especially in North America, is people will say, well, there are many ways to get to heaven. Many ways. In fact, you just choose whichever way you want to. Here's what Jesus says, the way to heaven is narrow. There's only one way to get there. Now, many, he say, are taking the other ways. And they're taking ways that are leading to destruction. They're leading to what's wrong. So you need to, what Jesus is saying, is you need to pay attention to what you're doing. You need to pay attention to what you're following. If you're just following what the crowd is saying, you might be ending up in a place that you don't want to be. It might be taking you down a path that you don't want to go. Because the reality is, listen to me, the reality is is that many are heading in a direction that is wrong. And let me be honest with you, that's true today, isn't it, today? We live in a culture today where you can just pick your truth. You know, we're so used to the buffet. I love buffets. Don't you love buffets? We're so used to that, aren't we? We're so used to having choices that, you know, if we don't like this part of it, we'll toss it out. We'll make our own thing. And that's what most Americans do. In fact, when they say, when most Americans say that all faiths lead to heaven, here's what I've met people, they pick one thing here, pick one thing over here, and they come up with their own religion. They come up with their own truth. And if it makes them feel good, they're okay. And what they don't like is for you to come along and say, hey, well, you know what? You're wrong. Well, what do you mean you're wrong? What are you basing that on? And so here's the reality. In fact, I think it's interesting. Let me just go back up, back up a little bit. One of the things that Americans have a hard time with is when we look at Islam and we look at Muslims, we find it very difficult. If you notice, we listen to the news, we find it very difficult with Muslims that they would they don't buy into this exclusive thing that we're into, that everybody's okay. As far as they're concerned, you have to be what to go to heaven? A Muslim. You understand what I'm saying? We, we can't swallow that. It's Like, oh, you know what, hey, it's okay for you to believe it, but don't bag my thing. You know what, if you were to go over to India right now, and if you were to go to certain provinces right now, if you were to say to them, you know, hey, you're a Hindu, but hey, I'm a Christian, it's okay. No, they say, no, 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 no you don't understand. You need to become a Hindu. If you and I were to go to Asia, where most of the Buddhists are, they would say to you, you need to become a Buddhist. You know the only place in the world where we say it's okay to be whatever you want to be? Right here. But my friends, here's the point I want you to see. You're not going to find eternal life by following the crowd. That's what Jesus is saying. Eternal life is not followed by whatever the consensus is. That's not what it is. You say, okay, well, what is it then? Look with me, John 14. You don't need to turn there. I'll read you these two verses. Listen to what Jesus says. And you can't get any plainer than this. Jesus says this in John 14, verse 6 and 7. He said to him, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Listen to what else he said. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. What's he saying here? Jesus is making an exclusive claim. He says in Matthew, be careful of the way you take because you don't want to follow the crowd because broad is the way to destruction. Most people are going to hell literally because they're taking a route that they think is okay but it's not. But the narrow way is an exclusive way. And I'm explain something to you. Here's how exclusive it is. He says in John, I am the way. I'm the way to heaven. Here's what else he says. I am the truth. Now, that's the one we have a hard time with. That's the one. It's okay to say Jesus. It's okay, Jesus, for you to say you're the way. You're just one of many ways. No, no, he goes one step further, and he says this. I am the truth. I'm the truth. Now, here's what Americans do. Here's here's the problem we have. We have a hard time with that because we don't believe in absolute truth anymore. We don't believe in anything that's absolute. Truth is whatever you want truth to be. You know, my truth today may not be my truth tomorrow. Think about living your life like that. And so when somebody comes along and says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I mean, that's making a bold claim here. And then what else does he say? I'm not just the way, I'm not just truth, I'm life. I'm your life. I am life that I give to you. What did Jesus say? Come unto me all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you what? rest. What did Jesus say? I have come that you might have life, that you might have it more, what? Abundantly. See, so here he is, he's making these inclusive claims, and to go one step further, he says to those who are there, he says, if you had known me, if you know me, Jesus says, you know the Father. Who's the Father? God. If you see me, Jesus is saying, you see the Father. Here's what I want you to see. It says, if you know him, you'll know me, is what Jesus is saying. So Jesus states that he is the only way. Jesus is stating that he's the only way. Now, here's the thing. Buddha didn't say he was the only way. The other writers didn't say that they were the only way. Here comes Jesus, and he is the only one who makes an exclusive claim. He doesn't just say that he's the only way. Verse 6 says he's the only way. He's the truth. He's the life. But in verse 7, he tells us this. When you see me, you see God. Do you see the reality of that? He's saying not just that he's the way, the truth, and the life. He's saying in verse 7, when you see me, you see God. Oh, whoa, wait a minute now. Hold on a second. We're not just talking about going to heaven here, are we? No. We're talking about the reality of who God is. And you cannot remove yourself. So when you're talking about it, you didn't hear... Notice what Jesus didn't say. He said, you know, I'm one of the ways. And when you look at everybody else and what they're believing, you're seeing different pictures of who I am or of who God is, he's making an exclusive claim here that he's the only way, which brings me to my third point. Eternal life is found only in Jesus Christ. Heaven is found only in Jesus Christ. Listen to what the writer of Acts says this, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven among men by which we must be saved. Salvation is Heaven is only found through one person, who Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? So okay, let's back up here. Okay, you're going to be saying, "Okay, I'm suffering overload, George." All right, let me. All right, here's what we did. Here's what we did. Let's start off from the beginning. Okay, here's where we're at. We have 67% of Americans who believe that there are many ways to get to heaven. 67% of Americans. Now the problem is, is that that's based on ignorance. Why? Because when you come over here and you look at you basically break them down into five different groups of what they hold to concerning heaven, you realize that they don't all agree. They're all believing seven different things, from the fact that there is no life after death, to to basically you just enter into some sort of state of being, or you're there because of the stuff you do here, or you just continue in this endless cycle until you finally get it, hopefully get, to the place of enlightenment. And you realize when you study that, that, well, wait a minute now, back over here, I thought they all led, but when you come over here and you look at what they say, you realize, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute now. They're all different. How do I know which one's truth? But then you come over here, and here's Jesus. And Jesus says this. There are many ways over here. Broad is the way, and many take that way, but it leads to destruction. There's only one way. There's a narrow way. And here's what he says. He goes on and he says this. I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. When you see me, you see God, you see the Father. And the writer of Acts says that there is no other name by which salvation comes except by the name of Jesus. Jesus, you see the other religions, like over here, if you look at the Hindus, they would say, oh yeah, Jesus is just one God among many gods. Buddhists would say, oh, he's an enlightened teacher. Others would say, well, he's just a good teacher or whatever. Jesus didn't claim to be just a teacher. Did you notice that? He didn't say, I'm a teacher. What did he say? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's reality. That's reality. He's saying to you and I, listen to me, you have got to make a decision about what you're going to do with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? What you're going to do with me because what I'm saying, nobody else has said because listen, when you look at it, you say, well, Muhammad, you know, he said his was the way, but yeah, but Muhammad never claimed to be God. He never claimed to be God. Buddha, when he, you know, Sid was his name, never, when he was given, he attained the name the Buddha, he never claimed to be God. He claimed to reach enlightenment. None of them. It has to do with the person of Jesus. The person of Jesus. In fact, Brad mentioned this scripture earlier. Listen to what Paul writes. Here's what he's saying. A lot of these religions have to do with how you live your life now, even with the reincarnation. Your way to reach enlightenment is how you live your life now. When you talk about some of the others, it's how you live your life now. Here's what, here's what Paul says. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Salvation comes through faith in who? Jesus. In what he claims to be. And, for, and that not of yourselves, not because of anything you've done. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest what? Any man should boast. That's reality. It's not because of us. Here's the one thing that distinguishes Christianity from the rest. Here's what it is. Whatever definition you have of heaven, it's not because of anything you do. You hear me? It's because of all that he has done, Jesus. And whether or not I believe what he said. Not because of anything you've done. Salvation does not come because of what you've done. It's because of what He has done and who He said He was and whether or not you believe Him. That's reality. That's reality. Okay, you say, George, now how do, how do we wrap this up? Well, let me give you two things to think about. We'll kind of probe them a little bit. I want to help you with your wrestling. You say, well, I'm not sure I'm wrestling. That's fine. But you're still going to have to do something here. The first thing is this. What do you believe about eternal life? Now, in a group this size, I'm going to be honest with you, you would rather be shocked that there are a diversity of views here. You would assume that it's being a Christian church and, and everybody calls themselves a Christian, that everybody would believe the whole, the same thing. That's not true. Polls after polls are showing that we really don't agree on what we believe. And so you're going to have to ask yourself a question. What do you believe about eternal life? Because you might be here and you might believe that that's it. When I'm dead, I'm dead. I'm out of here. Literally. And this is the life I have to live. be surprised how many people believe that. But there's nothing beyond the grave. You might be here, and you might be thinking, well, yeah, heaven, that's a wonderful place, and it's all because I'm pretty good. I'm a good guy, or a good gal. And don't everybody make it there anyhow? That's what maybe your thought is. Maybe you're here, maybe embrace some thinking somehow, some Eastern thought, and you say, well, you know, that kind of reincarnation thing, that kind of fits me. I like to come back a lot. You see what I'm saying? What do you believe about eternal life? What do you believe about it? See, that's going to distinguish something. Because here's the thing. You just can't say it all eats there because they're all different. My friends, when you make that kind of statement, you're actually expressing your ignorance. Here's my challenge to you. Seek it out. Wrestle with it. Probe it. Don't make a statement out of ignorance. Make an informed decision. But if you're truly, genuinely seeking the truth, it's going to bring you to the next question, which is the ultimate question. You have to make a decision about Jesus Christ. You've got to do something with this Jesus. We say, well, just a teacher. Or some people say he's just a pathetic figure from history because he ended up getting crucified. May have been a nice guy, but nice guy's finished last, George. There are people that believe that. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. There's something pretty significant about this Jesus. So say, what do you mean? All of history from that point on was affected. See, so you've got to make a decision about Jesus Christ. Bottom line. You and I, the bottom line is, is, as you wonder what your definition of eternal life is, at some point you've got to wrestle with the question, what do I do with this Jesus? And here's the thing. When you wrestle with the person of Jesus, you got to wrestle with what he said. Well, yeah, he said some pretty good things. Do unto others as they would have you do unto themselves. Yeah, right, wonderful. That's not what he's got to wrestle with. you got to wrestle with what he claimed. What did he claim? I am the way. I am the truth. And I'm the life. He was crucified because he called himself God. So you've got to make a decision. Do all faiths lead to heaven? According to Jesus, they don't. So my encouragement to you is, is as we wrestle with these questions, if you're really seeking the truth, you're always going to go back to Jesus. Why? Because that's what he said. I am.